What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Ryan Kramer. I'm with Ping Pong Payments. I'm the affiliate marketing manager for here. Welcome to another episode of Crossover Commerce. Uh, I have a very special guest with me today, uh, Don Hennig of Acrumi. Don, welcome. Hey, thanks, Ryan. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Thanks for waking up early with me. I know you're on the uh, you're there in New York, so finally somebody in my own time zone I can speak to instead of around the world, which is not a bad thing, but. Everyone yeah. out there, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us early in the morning. If you're on the West Coast or around the world, uh, welcome. So, uh, Don, I know we've we've talked touched base before, and we, we kind of go over your background, who you are, what you do as a company. Why don't you kind of like kick us off? Because I know there's tons of people excited about uh, Acrumi. You know, hearing lots of buzz about you as a company and, and you as a, a co-founder. Um, why don't you kind of kick us off and just kind of give your per- maybe personal background, your your professional sure. background, and we can go from there. You got it. Uh, my, you, know, you know, I'll tell you, I've done a bunch of podcasts and webinars. Nobody's asked me my personal background. They've asked professional. Hey, we're we're here to go. We're here to go in it all, man. Because I think that and for every pe- for people who don't uh, know, like kind of, or have heard our. Uh, you know my story. I I have such a unique background as well. Like I won't I won't get into the details with that. But I think kind of the personal shows the insight and the kind of the perspective, which is huge from what our show is about is perspective and how that drives people's business uh, moving forward. So I I obviously want to hear your perspective on what kind of led you to where you are today. Sure. You know it's interesting. I, I grew up in Brooklyn, uh, New York, and moved to Long Island. And when we moved to Long Island as a kid. You know, all I told my friends in Brooklyn was we were moving to the country. And and now, you know, Long Island's got, I don't know, six million people. So it's not necessarily the country. Although I live, <laughs> on, a, I live on a beautiful lake that flows down into the ocean. We're an hour outside of, of Manhattan. So, you know, just it's just great, man. We, we love it. Uh, you know, we're surrounded by water on Long Island. So we boat, my wife and I, my kids, uh, our dog is always on the boat. And we have a ball. Life is great. Uh, but, you know, getting back to the business side, uh, you know, I, I, my parents both were civil servants and uh, always wanted me to be a civil servant, servant as well. And naturally, I always wanted to open my own business. I wanted to make a million dollars. That was the thing. And uh, I wanted to do it before I was 30. So I did do that, did do that, which was great. But, uh, you know, I didn't stop there. So I, my first business was a financial planning business, built that. And then as a financial planner, uh, uh, other financial planners started asking me about mortgages. I knew nothing about mortgages. I knew uh, commercial lending, but not residential. So I started a mortgage company and built it to one of the largest in New York State and sold that uh, in 10 years, which was fantastic. Uh, it took some time, built a mortgage broker franchise built that to 760 companies nationwide and sold that in a couple of years. Uh, Built a, um, I love being on the fields with the kids. So I started a soccer newspaper, never did anything in publishing in my life. And I started something brand new, never knew knew nothing about it and built it to 176,000 copies 
32 full pages news you know newspapers it was you know not it was not digital at the time and you know i handled everything i was the only employee right i'm not hearing you sorry still i have myself on me i do this all the time don don't worry the more you talk to me you know like i put myself on me a lot uh yeah oh no 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 you're good uh Typical host uh, trying to produce and host at the same time, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, newspaper industry back when you, you know you still got your ink on the hands. I, I worked in the industry my first job actually. So uh, oh really yeah oh, I, I my first job out of college uh, for those of you who don't know um, and maybe you don't know your, well, yourself as well. I I was a new business account executive for uh, a local regional newspaper in Southern Indiana, Kentucky, and. Uh, Illinois. So I had to go literally door to door, collect uh, business cards for people, uh, for businesses. And I was selling solutions like print ads, uh, you know, inserts. I was doing magazine advertisements. And then we also do, were doing display ads on our website, as well as like monster.com listings and SEO solutions, SEM solutions back in 2012, when obviously there's not, there's wasn't this boom in uh, yeah. technology, but yeah. Uh, unfortunately, after two years, you know, I was let go. So I was over one <laughs> after my <laughs> first job in, uh, out of college. So, but yeah, I, I can sympathize, obviously, newspaper industry back when I was still print. <laughs> it was great, man. We built it to 176,000 copies a month. We were the official New York State soccer newspaper uh, and sold that. Uh, so it was great. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, going door to door, I sold Funkin' Wagnall encyclopedias door to door. It was brutal. I would get up in the middle of the night, not get up, but, you know, after going out with my friends and I got, you know, extra jobs, cleaning bathrooms and washing floors at, at restaurants and, you know, just did that to make extra money. You know, I did tons of different things. It was nothing that I wouldn't do and it was nothing that I didn't want to learn. So I always was learning. Uh, but finance was always where I fell back. And, you know, uh, I, I'll just give you one little story, and that leads right into uh, a crewmate. Is back in the late 90s, after I sold the publication, I thought of, what do you want to do next? And I said, we're in the dot-com boom. You know, everybody's in the dot-com. Everybody's in technology. So I got into technology because I said to myself, when my kids, kids, when my grandkids ask me one day, what did you do during the dot-com boom? I want to say I was involved. Exactly. Same, same with today. You know, what are they going to say when your grandkids ask you, you know, what did you do when Amazon was taking over the world? I just sat on the sideline and watched. No, I want to get in and see what's needed and where's there a fit. Uh, I'm not an e-commerce expert. I'm not that guy. I, I'm, I know finance. So uh, in looking at this with uh, my partner, Eric, we looked at, you know, lending options. We didn't like anything. Every lending option I saw out there, and I did a lot of the research myself, they were great for the lenders, but they were lousy for the sellers. They have great marketing, but it scared me. And so I didn't want to participate in any of that. You know, if I can't win when you win at the same time, it doesn't pay for me. I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of that. So my partner, Eric, came up with this brilliant idea. He said, so Don, why don't we why don't we partner with the sellers? So what do you mean? Because we knew they all needed cash. We knew that they all wanted to grow. They knew I I talked to a bunch of sellers and they all used the million dollar number on me that they wanted to make a million dollars. They wanted to sell a million dollars. And you know, 
a lot of them had almost no money. So we knew they needed money. And Eric said, you know, let's partner with them. So we came up with this idea that's different from any lending option that's out there. That's right. really truly growth capital to, to allow the sellers not just to survive, not just to pay their bills next week, you know, not just to get, you know, an advance on the money that's already owed them, but to really grow, to take their business and double their business in six months or double it and then double it again in another year, you know, and then triple it and quadruple it and so forth. And how do you do that? Well, we came up with this concept of doubling the seller's capital, you know, get, matching whatever they have in the business. We'll give them the same amount. Then not making any payments, no interest rate, and no loss of ownership. So we don't take any ownership of the company, but we become a partner partner of theirs for a short period of time for however long they want to use our money. And we just share in the profits. So they really can't lose. The only there is one way a seller can lose with us. Only only one way that I that I can figure out is if they take our money and they just leave it in the bank. Then they didn't get any benefit out of it. And they're paying us a percentage of profits. Not helpful to, to anybody. Right. So, so I, I guess I guess like how so that, that there's just so much to unpack there, Don. I think like uh, I a lot of people on. are super. No, 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 no. That's good. Uh, that's 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 why we're here to kind of. I get excited, Ryan. I get excited. No, no. That's no. That's great. I, I love kind of diving into that. So, your partner kind of saw a niche. You wanted to be a part of this. That that's fantastic. What you know? There's so many options out there. A lot of people are like, you know, how do I? I want to sell on Amazon first and foremost, but yeah. they're doing well. They're kind of like muddling. I say muddling. They're like they're kind of treading water. They're yeah. you know they're not growing at all. Is that is that the instance that you guys said that this is our opportunity to help these people grow? Like it sounds like your person, your uh, your company's me is the here for. There's opportunity to be had. They just need a little push or like a little bit of a like a, a lift, if you will. Is that is yeah. that kind of the philosophy for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. So many sellers that we talk to and we see their numbers. And we see that they're they're doing well. They're doing okay. You know, it's it's really good. They're doing well on a month to month basis. But from day one, we came up with this little comment called the Amazon FBA dilemma. And this is before we knew much, but just from talking to sellers, we realized that it, just like any other business, if you earn X amount of dollars, let's say you earned, you know, I'm just going to use a small number. You earn two thousand dollars, and you have to pay rent. And you have to eat and you have a car lease and, you know, you got to go out to the movies or dinner once in a while. You know, you have to go on a date at two thousand dollars is gone very, very, very quickly. And if you live in New York, that two thousand dollars is gone in like the first three days. You know, seriously, <laughs> it doesn't last long, man. It doesn't last long. Curse you, New York, and your expensive ways to entertain people. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, really. But but seriously, you know, that's the dilemma. So I'm earning $2,000. I Let's just say I have $1,500 of expenses before I do anything with entertainment. What do I do? How, do I, how am I going to grow this business if I'm spending $1,500 a month and I only made $2,000? Okay, I can leave $500 in my business. I'm not going to grow very fast. You know, it's just reality. You're going to tread water, as you said. So what we did was we looked at them and said, all right, well, what if we could take that seller? and have them earn not $2,000, but $4,000, and then eliminate the payment 
so that all that money can go back into the business. So the next month, they don't have $4,000 of profit. They have whatever the number might be, $6,000 of profit. And all that money goes back in. And the next month, they have you know $9,000 or $10,000 of profit. Now that seller can see you know, a real change in their business. And it's a, a game changer. Change. It's a game changer for their life. But it's not for everybody. It's for, you know, you have to work harder. You know, mm -hmm. think about it. If you're a seller and uh, not for anything, any business owner, you're going to have to put your head down. If you're in the wholesale side, you're going to have to go out and find more suppliers. If you've got products, you've got to start doing research to, to in, in the private label world and find another another niche to, to go after. You're going to have to build and build and build. So what we require is, you know, for you to work. And so it's a perfect marriage. You know, these, these sellers know Amazon. We're not the expert. We're the experts in finance. They know right. Amazon. So it's a perfect marriage. We'll give them the money to grow their business like they could never do on their own. And they really can't do it with any other source. You know, if you're making payments, monthly payments, think about it. If you got $10,000 and you're going to make 20%, all right? So that sounds great. You're going to make $2,000. But if your monthly payment is $1,850, you're keeping $150 to grow. It's the, you're not getting overcoming that FBA dilemma, that Amazon dilemma, that small business dilemma. You know, if, but if you could take that $2,000 of profit and put it all back in with another $2,000 of profit, holy cow, you can right. really, really, really change your business and quickly. <laughs> Absolutely. And for those and everyone who's just joining, I'll kind of reintroduce us, Don, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, my, yeah, my name is Ryan Kramer. I'm with uh, Ping Pong Payments. I'm the affiliate marketing manager here and host of uh, our show, what I, I have deemed us crossover commerce. And that yields from, you know, multiple ways of building your e-commerce entity, uh, whether it's Amazon on e-commerce, however you guys are selling, if you're even thinking about selling, we're here to give you a different perspective on different fa facilities of Amazon and growing your business. Uh, Don Henning, uh, co-founder of Me, has been lovely enough to join me today. And he has a super unique background in terms of finance. And I think a lot of people just don't understand, um, you know, you hear about like taking outside investments, right? And they think like, they think almost like a, a board of trustees is coming in and they're gonna start doing yeah. things their way, almost like a, a typical business setting, right? And I think that's what's scary to a lot of either businesses or individuals of, hey, I'm not going to be able to still do my thing. I can't market. I can't do any of this kind of stuff. What's kind of like not catch, but like what, what's kind of like, yeah. Uh, how do you how do you guys sell a crew me? I, I mean, I guess what is the catch? Like, what where where does kind of a crew me make their stake, if you will? Yeah, sure, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Uh, the question I get asked most often is that it sounds too good to be true. You know, we're going to double your capital. We're not going to take any payments. There's no interest rate. We're not going to own any part of your business. You know, how is that possible? You know, you're going to let us grow and keep all of the money in the business for two years, let's say, and sell our business. And Akrumi is not going to get any of the upside. That's right. We don't get any of the upside. So what's the catch? It really isn't a catch. The catch is that we'll, we will do better as well. If you're growing and growing and growing because we earn a percentage of profits. The only way we win is when you win. You know, you talk about win wins. It's true. If, let's say let's say you lost money right now. We don't we don't get anything. You don't owe us anything. We didn't earn anything. If you make the same amount of money 
that's not good for anybody. But if we could double your capital and you could grow your business by double, holy cow, you can't lose. If you could grow it at all in any way, if you can grow your business at all, you're just paying us a percentage of, of the profits. You can't lose. So it, the catch is that we get a percentage of the profits. That's it. And, and it's the so, yeah, it sounds pretty so, straightforward, right? It, it's I mean, straightforward. Let me give you the numbers. So this way you, you have that. Whatever our investment is, all right? So we represent 50% of the business. So let's use a $10,000 example again. You have $10,000 of capital, which means inventory of cost, the money that's due you from Amazon, money in the bank, let's just call that a total of $10,000. And now we give you $10,000. So now there's $20,000 in the business. Clearly you could do better with $20,000 than you could have with 10. I mean, absolutely. Know, if you can't- There's a lot more possibilities, up. exactly. Yeah, don't take the money if you can't do that, you know? But you, it does mean that you're gonna have to work harder. You know, you're gonna have to make it happen. So, uh, we give you $10,000, you have $20,000 now. We both represent 50% of the, of the business, right? We both represent 50% of the capital. So if we represent 50% of the capital, cut our percentage in half. So we get 25% of the profits for that month. You get 75%. You, again, we set it up in your favor. If we represent 30%, let's say we put in you know, keep the $10,000 number. You have 7,000 and we put up 3,000. So the total is 10,000. We represent 30% of the capital. What percentage do we get? 15%. So half of whatever our capital percentage is. And we did that on purpose. So this way, you know, you're going to make out, I don't want to say like a bandit, but you're going to make out pretty well every step of the way. And, and we do very well. So the, the catch really is that we're going to do better than actually a bank would do, but we're helping you double your business. A bank is gonna, you know, or any loan is really gonna help you limp along and grow slowly possibly. And what we're all about is that slingshot. You know, we're like, you know, pouring gas on the fire. If you really wanna take your business to a new, new, new level, there's nothing like this. There's nothing like this has ever been done before, which is it's great. Just, yeah. And I, and I think that's what a lot of people are just like kind of opening their eyes when they hear this. And this is something that Dwayne Montgomery just mentioned on YouTube. Uh, again, for everyone who does have a question, submit it in the comments below. We see everything. So just like just like Amazon, just like your phones or Alexa or Google, everyone sees and hears everything. Uh, we're not that scary. This is an interactive show. We're not here to present anything. We're just here to bring facts and give you guys perspective on cool uh, topics like this uh, and investments. So like Dwayne just asked, you know, percentage of profit structure, like it seems pretty straightforward. Everyone's a win-win situation. So, so why do you think like, I guess, Don, what, um, oh, yeah, I gotta to say, first off, I, I, I think I'm reading Dwayne's mind. You know? <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of yeah. like, everyone's like, I, all right, how's yeah. the story going to progress? And, yeah. uh, we're, we're, we're just like, you stay tuned. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I think like it makes sense, right? Because, it almost like because it does seem somewhat too good to be true. I almost like why hasn't someone? Why hasn't another company done this before? You know, uh, it's a great question, and we we actually asked that question internally. And it's like you know, I, I'm just going to give you an an analogy. Is all I can think of is uh, you know how if you're driving on the on on a on a highway now, right? Anywhere in the country, if you're driving on a highway, they have all these ridges on the side of the road. So if you doze off or if you're 
doing something you shouldn't be doing, like texting or changing the radio or whatever, or yelling at the kids, you 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 veer off the road a little bit and the car goes boop, 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 and it wakes you up and it pulls you right back, right? Well, those that cost nothing. That cost nothing. It didn't they didn't do anything special. They just put ridges in the in the in the road. They probably saved thousands and thousands and thousands of lives as a result of that. Why the hell didn't somebody think of that before? Exactly. I mean, you know, in New York, it's only been around for maybe three or four years, five years. Around the country, anywhere I've been, I've seen it for maybe at least 10 years. But why didn't they figure that one out before? It's a simple one. But I, I literally have a list of 100 of those that are just, why wasn't that ever done before? Same thing here. When we first started this and we started talking to people, people started coming back to us saying, and these are finance people saying, holy cow, in a short period of time, all lending is going to be the accrue me way because it just makes sense. Everybody wins. So I think that's what we're going to find. I think we're going to find that, you know, two years from now, uh, it won't be just us doing this. It'll be a Goldman Sachs that'll be coming in. It'll sure. be others, you know, that, and trust me, Goldman Sachs is, already been checking us out and looking at what we do because it's you know we got up to the literally the highest level at Goldman Sachs and the highest level at Amazon on our you know website and on my on my LinkedIn checking out what we're doing because it's interesting and it's innovative and there's not much innovative in the lending world and the banking world. <laughs> You and I just talked about that, like our industry, uh, for those of you who don't know who ping pong is, you know, we're a cross border payments and, you know, money saving option for those selling internationally. And that's my, that's my plug for the company right now. But, uh, our industry is just almost too good. It's so much so straightforward, but then, you know, it's so like people don't, it's not sexy. I I always tell people it's not a sexy industry to be in, but it's super important because that's why people get in this industry. They do it to make money, to change lives, whether it's their own families, their, their kids, um, their business to stay alive during a pandemic. You know, there's so many different opportunities for people to just grow and they just aren't educated in that capacity of, you know, what, what's out there. Like, how can I, you know, how can I make it essentially? So almost like the American dream, if you will, but like, you know, assisting them along the way, how, I guess, how is a crew me, how are they able to do this? Like to do what you guys do on a scale that you need to do it to be, to make your business profitable. How are you guys able to achieve such a, you know, a feat? I'm going to come back to that in one second. Sure. But you brought up the pandemic and you, you, you reminded me of something that you know last you know february march april when you know amazon shut down shipments of anything that was non-essential we had clients that were dying you know they literally went from making you know great profit to making no profit and in some cases losing money and what did we earn we earned zero what were the payments that they had to make zero and literally i only spoke to two of them but you know, personally, but in, in two cases that I can speak of personally, they said to me, if I had to make payments, I'd be out of business because, you know, it would, it would kill their business. So, so you know, we're not just, uh, in my mind, better than a loan because we can help you grow, but uh, we're safer as well. Plus, we don't have uh, personal guarantees. 
This is completely a business transaction. We're not looking at credit reports and financial statements. We look at your inventory and we analyze your inventory to see how you're going to do. And that's it. And you will only pay for as long as you use our money. It's completely temporary. So how do we do this? Interesting. Uh, my partner, Eric, and I, and you know, I pick my partners pretty well. He, he's a Wharton grad. Hey, Eric, not, if you're watching, this is him uh, saying thanks, Eric, for bringing yeah. me along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, Wharton grad, lawyer, smart son of a bitch, which is great. And, uh, you know, just really terrific. Um, you know, he's the one, again, that said, you know, why don't we partner with them? And, you know, caused us to brainstorm this entire idea. So he and I are walking in Manhattan one day uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, and we going into the first hedge fund that we, we were going into to see if we could raise money with this, you know? What does Wall Street think about what we're doing? Are they gonna be afraid of it? Are they gonna love it? Anyway, long story short, I said to him, do you know what, what 242 is? And we're standing on Broadway outside the firm, we're ready to go in. He said, no. I said, 242 is the amount of, of, of pitches that Howard Schultz from Starbucks made before anybody put money into Starbucks. So I said, we're not going in here to get money. We're going in to show them the plan, you know, go over numbers, answer their questions. They're gonna ask us questions we never even imagined. These are the smartest people in the world. They're gonna run numbers better than we could ever possibly run numbers on our own business. And so it's, it's been, you know, that's what we were expecting. And we went in and it was true. We took a, you know, a half hour meeting and it lasted two and a half hours. We came back a couple of weeks later and came back a couple of weeks later. Altogether, six weeks later, they gave us a commitment for $100 million to invest in Amazon sellers. So wow. literally, Ryan, literally, I have $100 million burning a hole in my pocket. I got to give Don't it out that. to sellers. I Don't do, do it. It's a trick. <laughs> Is that what's behind the door behind you, Don? Is that is that what's in your house? You're just sitting on a stack of a you know thousand dollars bills or whatever something ridiculous. My dog trying to get in and see what's going on. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, so you guys raised a hundred million dollars. That's that's mind blowing. I mean, you guys. I mean, you had to show them figures. You had to show them all the fun stuff. So, like, what's that process like? Is it is it nerve wracking? Is it like you come in with a number in mind and they're like, do you slide it across the table? And you're like, this is what we're asking. And they send it back to you. Like, what's that? Like, what's that process? Like me, myself, I've never sold on Amazon. I don't own a business. I, you know, I work for businesses and companies that do these kinds of like negotiations. What's that like walking into Goldman Sachs or uh, what, what was the name of the bank again? I, I missed that part. We, we don't disclose it. It's a hedge fund. Oh, okay. Okay. A hedge fund. So you, you walk into a hedge fund, you have to pitch numbers frontwards, uh, sideways, you know, they have to look under every nook and cranny to make sure their job is to make sure they're not going to blow all this money. What's yep. that process like for you? Like personally, business-like people are relying on you guys to, you know, come up with this number. Truthfully, I looked at it as being exciting. You know, it, it's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, you, you never like to be asked a question that you can't answer, but I was expecting that. There's got to be things that we say, oh, shit, I never thought of that. You know, and, and it's always going to be that. So, you know, we had some of those without question. And they had some great points and some, you know, one person is in favor and one person is not in favor. And one person says, you know, the guy who's not in favor, you're wrong. You know, look at this. And, and, and they're arguing a little bit among themselves. And it's just wonderful the, to be in the conversation 
and then to get called back for another conversation. And you know they did their research from you know the first one to the second. So the questions are going to be even more pointed. And they were, but they were good. And you know, I, I think we look at them as being a partner and you know helping us. And I think they look at us as being a partner as well and being completely straightforward and honest with them. And that's what everybody looks for. So long story short. Uh, they asked us what we wanted. We told them what we wanted and what the offer was, what we thought was fair. And we didn't put in a low ball offer and try to negotiate and everything. We right. went in with what was what we felt was fair. And they didn't negotiate with us. They said, yeah, we agree. We think that's fair. And, good. and that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it should be. Right. You know, some people are the negotiator type that if you come in with a fair offer, they're going to try to kill you. And if that was the case, we would have walked out, you know, and learned our lesson. But in this case, they were straightforward, honest, good people, just as we were, you know, and worked out pretty quickly. Right. So what, so what, what is that roadmap that you told, uh, for those, uh, we have a couple of questions I know that I've rolled sure. in. So like, what's that roadmap look like? I know, uh, we have another question from Dwayne. I, I think, uh, what qualifies my business to work with you? What's that roadmap for someone like a crew me to, are you guys reaching out to people? Are people reaching out to you? What's that? What's that like marketing strategy? What's that kind of business strategy for you as a company to get in front of these people? Because I mean, if you guys are, how old's accrued me officially? Is it you know what we did? We're about 18 months, but for the first year, all we did, we had no underwriting criteria. We had no system. We literally gave about a dozen companies money. We had no idea how they were going to do. We couldn't analyze anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and we worked with them and we learned a lot and that's what we were expecting. And uh, we didn't lose any money and, and every one of them loved what we did. So it's been, and, and they're still with us. So it, almost all of them are still with us. The ones that are not with us are still friends. You know, they, if I call them right now and needed help, they would call, they would do it in a second, just as I would for them. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's been great. So, you know, it's, it's just been a, a solid experience so far, but, uh, from a marketing standpoint, you know, COVID kind of hurt us. Not kind of, COVID did hurt us because it stopped we your it stopped your yeah your your momentum. Yeah. I would say I think for a lot of people it did that. Yeah, you know, coming out of the box, being brand new to the industry, we were really counting on all of these uh, uh, conferences in Vegas in March, and you know they didn't happen. And the online ones, you know, some are good, I'm sure and some didn't work out so well. So uh, we didn't get the word out the way that we want. So we're doing podcasts and webinars and some press releases, and we're bringing on a, a CMO, a chief marketing officer from the industry shortly, who we're very, very excited about. I uh, can't say the name just yet, but- uh, It's a secret, yeah. It's a secret yeah. for just a few more days. Stay tuned, stay tuned, everyone. Give it a couple of days and- Yeah, yeah you'll, exactly. You'll know. Exactly, and everybody will know him. And uh, just a great, great, great guy with a lot of knowledge and a lot of, oh my God, zest, you know, the guy that, you know, he's just ready to go and he's going to work as hard as could be to make things happen. And, you know, this is exactly the kind of person that is part of our team. So we're excited about that. That's a game changer for us. Yeah. But what was, what was uh, Dwayne's question? Oh, how uh, Dwayne, yeah, yeah. Uh, what qualifies me to work with you? Yeah. Sorry, Dwayne, we'll get to you. Yeah. If you have questions, everyone who just joining, Again, this is uh, Crossover Commerce. I'm Ryan Kramer with Ping Pong Payments. I'm with Don Henning, 
uh, of AccruMe. We're talking investments, everything and anything investments from AccruMe to if you have a question about, you know, what do I, where do I start? You know, I, I had this, I got burned in the past. I have a negative, you know, taste in my mouth or you hear stories. Let's get those out of the way. Let's, let's talk about, you know, your fears as a, as a seller, as an e-commerce person. Um, but we're here to have an interactive conversation. We're not here for presentations or anything like that, everyone. You're listening on LinkedIn. You're listening on YouTube, Facebook. This is where this is the place I want you to come to get your information, to get a different perspective. Because I think me as a person on the outside haven't gone through this process. You as a seller need to know if this is how you're going to elevate your business to the next level. And Don's even go back and rewatch this because in the beginning he's talking about how you can elevate that business moving forward. And of course, individual questions you can reach out to Don and his team, um, and we'll kind of go through that at the end. But uh, Dwayne's question, what qualifies my business to work with you? Dwayne, hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully we can get you a good answer right here. Well, I'll give him a, a good answer no matter yeah. what. <laughs> with, with, hopefully you're still with, watching, Dwayne. <laughs> with the suit that Dwayne has on, I think he should be lending me money. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. Yeah, exactly. It's good, man. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, we have some basic requirements uh, that you're selling uh Amazon FBA for six months, minimum of six months, that you're making a profit. And we have a minimum that we'll, we'll, we'll invest is $10,000. So you have to have $10,000 in your business and we'll put in 10,000. A lot of people have said to me, oh, and one more requirement, I'm sorry, that you're a US-based LLC. You could be doing business anywhere in the world. You could be I saw somebody was in India and Canada and so forth, all well and good. But all we would ask you to do is open an LLC in the U.S. because that's the entity that we can work with. And I'll explain why in a minute. Uh, so, so that's basically it, uh, Dwayne, is uh, six months in business, profitable, minimum 10000 uh, and be an LLC. Uh, and people say to me, you know, why would you go as low as 10,000? Believe me, that was a discussion early on with the hedge fund. Like, why would you go that low? You can do so much better if you had your minimum of 50,000 or 100,000. And they're right. But we had the conversation in, in, internally because when we were starting this, who did we talk to? We talked to small companies. We talked to small entrepreneurs. And we really want to help them as well. We don't just mm -hmm. want to help the biggest guys, which we love. You know, that's so much better for us. But if you have $10,000 and we can get you to $100,000 and we can we have examples where we took people from, you know, literally like doing $20,000 a month to doing over almost $90,000 a month in a year, you know, and, and more profitable, like, you know, sixfold growth and uh, eightfold profit growth. That's that's what this is all about. That's that's the growth numbers that every person like dreams of. But that, Especially you know what, when they, they do this, yeah. Yeah, but they had to work their asses off. Right. You know, we gave them the fuel for the fire, but they had to have the fire to go and build the business. And, you know, we're not in there telling them, they, you know, what to do and how to do it, but we're here to help them any which way we can. And we're here to for advice. We'll look at products for them. We'll run, them, run the products through our engine. Uh, we give them business advice from time to time uh, on all sorts of things. And truthfully, we give personal advice too. Is you know part of business, you know, and I've run companies with you know thousands of employees. Part of business is motivating people and helping them on a week-to-week -week basis and knowing who they are personally, 
And uh, truthfully, it's nothing better than, than that, you know, knowing who they are personally and really helping them and rooting for them every step of the way. Yes, it's good for us, but damn, I, I just want to see them do well. We don't ever, we, we talked about it from day one, Ryan, and I think you'll find this interesting, but this is the whole theory of the company. From our first team meeting, when we put everything together, when we put a small team together, we sat down and we said, I'll tell you, I said that uh, as a rule, if anybody ever comes to the table and says, hey, we can make more money if we do X, I said, I don't ever want to hear that. Come to the table and say, our sellers can make more money if we do X. Then that's an idea that we want to we want to get behind, because if our sellers do better, we do better. We don't ever have to think of ourselves. Let's yeah. think of the seller. And that's how we do it. I think that's a cool philosophy because I know me personally, I go, I go off of the mantra of, hey, if you're truthful and honest and you put the customer first, your product will speak for itself, whether it's the right opportunity for them at that time or if it's not right. and there's a different, better option for them later. As long as you can be truthful and say, our priority is you, we're not here to suck you bone dry of like all your you know ambitions and whatnot. Like you have to put in the work, we're just here to support. That's all. That's what a true partnership is in my mind. And, you know, I, it sounds like that's what you as a company are, are trying to push forward, uh, and can continue to do. Um, again, everyone, yeah, everyone thanks again for joining. We're not, we're not going anywhere. We still have a lot more to cover. Uh, yeah, Don or Don, as long as I have you and you don't need a bull anytime soon. I think there's still a lot of questions coming in again, everyone joining around the world on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. Thanks for joining us. This is crossover commerce. I'm Ryan Kramer with ping pong payments. I brought on Don Henning of Akrumi to talk investments and why it's important, why you should you know think about companies like Akrumi or other business entities out there to potentially you know elevate you and uh, your business uh, forward. We have a question from Joanna J um, from YouTube. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Uh, to understand what you said, you only get half of what is rightly yours. That is, when it's 50-50, you only get 25 back. Is that true? Does that is that situation makes sense to you, Don? Yeah, it does. Okay. But let me just restate it, Johanna, so this way we're on the same page. So yeah, when it's 50-50, we, you know, I'll keep with the $10,000 example. You have 10,000, we put up 10,000. So now it's $20,000 total. We represent 50%. So what percentage of the profit do we get? For that month, it's 25%. But now, Johanna, take it to the next month. All right. So let's just let's just play this out. If you think about it, I'm going to use simple numbers again, the 10,000, 10,000, uh, I'm going to say 20% ROI, all right? Just keep the numbers simple. So on your own, you would have earned $2,000. Now, Krumi puts in $10,000. So now you have $20,000. And let's assume you can do the same numbers as you did previously. By the way, we don't take any profit for the first 30 days because we feel that, you know, we want to help give you a jump start so that you keep all the profit for the first 30 days, even though our money is in there. But after that, so what do we get? So we're, we represent, in this case, 50% of the capital. We get 25% of the profit. So in, in month one with Akrumi, you would earn $4,000. Akrumi represents 25%. So Akrumi would get $1,000, which we're thrilled over. You would get $3,000. So you just went from $2,000 to $3,000. So literally, magically, if you will, 
you just increased your ROI by 50%. You went from $2,000 to $3,000 in a month. You didn't put any more money in. You didn't take any more risk. You worked harder. You found the right products and you got an extra $1,000. But now let's go to month two. This is where it gets exciting. In month two, let's say we both leave our money in, okay? You tell us what to do. We don't take the money out. You tell us if you want us to take money out. Otherwise, we leave it in and let it accrue. So we earned $1,000. So month two, what's our capital? It's $11,000 now, right? So we went from 10 to 11. Your capital just went from 10,000 to 13,000. We don't represent 50%, right, Joanna? We don't represent 50% anymore. We're about, I don't know what the number is, but roughly 46% of the total capital. So in month two, in that example, we wouldn't be 25% of the profit. We'd be half of 46, so 23% of the capital. So the unique thing here, and if you go to our website and go on the calculator, which is great to do, you can put in your own, your own data and see how everything would work for you personally. You'll see the last chart, and it's it's the accrue me profit participation. And just naturally, based upon what I just showed you there, over a period of time, as your business is going up, our profit goes down, our profit percentage drops. So if you played it out and did the same thing for two years, which is unrealistic because it would be, you know, You'd really have to kill yourself to just grow that big because you could be a huge company in two years. You know, we dropped down to like, you know, eight or nine percent of the profit, you know, minuscule compared to what the company would be. And that's the whole idea is that we want to see companies grow rapidly. So the pie gets bigger and we get a smaller and smaller piece of the pie. And it's great for us and it's great for the seller. It's, it, it literally benefits everyone, and, that, and that's fantastic. Like it's that, brilliant, that's man. Come on, say <laughs> to pat it. Yeah, to pat to pat us on the or to pat you, not us, you on the back. It's brilliant. Not me, really, my partner. <laughs> no, I, I mean it makes sense, and I and I think like uh, just education in general along these lines. It's it's hard for people to sift through waters when they start going through investments. People wanting pieces of pies, things like that. They start getting defense, not defensive, but you know, what I mean, protective of their brand protective of the profits. People don't want to give other individuals and prey on themselves, which is why education like this out there is out, is out there. Um, companies like you guys exist um, to assist and help because you have the resources, you have the know, know-how and the wherewithal of being able to assist people in that capacity. Right. Um, so yeah. before you go on, I, I wanted to just respond to what you just said there because I think it's interesting. You know, people looking at us, Let's just say in the example with $10,000, right? The seller has $10,000. And well, what's this going to cost? They're not taking any of that $10,000 and giving it to us. It didn't cost them any of that. So we're giving them money to grow. And as long as they're investing and in making money, we're getting a piece of it. So what did it really cost them? Did you know, use the example, you know, Johanna or whoever in that example, went from earning $2,000 to earning $3,000. Accrued, we got $1,000, right? So $3,000 and $1,000. What did that actually cost them? Did it cost them $1,000? No, it didn't. There's not a chance. You know, this is all new money. So anyway, that's the way we look at it. We don't, we, we don't think it really costs anything as long as the seller is outgrowing. As long as you're growing, you're going to make more money. And that's what this is about. And we, uh, 
Uh, we, everyone, again, if you're joining or you have to go, definitely rewatch this on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn. This, this content is not going anywhere. It's not exclusive. It's not behind a paywall. This is education to help assist you um, in your business efforts uh, on e-commerce, on Amazon, and then uh, you know everywhere that you're, if you're looking to potentially use someone like Akrumi, uh, hopefully this will assist you or at least give yourself a little more perspective on the matter. Uh, our, our I would say best friend, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne's interactive. We love this. Again, everyone, please chime in. If you have a comment, question, if it's individualized, we will share it, um, and we will do this as long as we can. Uh, Dwayne, is this, Dwayne asks, is this exclusive to selling on Amazon? Fantastic question, Dwayne. Great question. All three of his questions have been great. Uh, yes, it is. So we had to start somewhere. So we started with Amazon, Amazon.com. And we have a system that's built so it will separate um, volume that you're doing in other, other other countries and such. And so we're only counting what capital you have in Amazon.com and only counting uh, the profits and the, and the sales in Amazon.com right now. We will be expanding from there. But right now we've started with just Amazon, which when I, say, I hate to say just because it's it's the you know, it's the, the monster. But uh that's where we started. We're, we want to perfect one thing first. And, you know, I think we're going to be a few more months of just Amazon.com and then we'll be expanding from there. Awesome. And in, in, along those lines, I think we also had another question. Uh, is this just apply to Amazon FBA, which is in the same line, Don? Uh, yes, Amazon. But stay tuned, everyone. You know, as you grow, I think a lot of people to answer that question start on Amazon. Yep. Um, and then they expand from there. Uh, some people, you know, some people start on their own e-commerce e websites, like on Shopify or other marketplaces, uh, going back to what we said earlier, and maybe we touched on this a little bit. We, um, you talked about just the United States, uh, incorporated company. Uh, yeah. what, what, what's kind of the, if you can talk about it, uh, and people are out there, if they're international sellers, like we have a lot of people in India or a lot of people around the world that obviously you're tuning in. What, what's the reason behind that? Is there a reason you can give or? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so first off, let's just say you're in India. We'll still be happy to do business with you if you're doing business on Amazon.com. So you could be doing business in 10 different countries and we'll zero in on just the Amazon.com part. And, and, and our system handles all that. You see all the numbers. There's no question on anything. It's crystal clear. Uh, but the reason that we have the requirement for the LLC. So let's say you were uh, so legally from an LLC being in the United States. Yeah, it's just from a legal standpoint. But why an LLC and not a corporation? So if you're a corporation and we invested money in your business, we have to take a percentage of your business. We have to take shares in your business and they have to be, you know, uh, commensurate to what we're putting in. We don't want to do that, you know, and we could do that, but it's not in your best interest. So by, you know, spending a few hundred dollars and taking a week or so to, to set up an LLC that you're, you have the same liability protection as you do with a corporation and you get some pretty good tax benefits from being an LLC as well, you know, we don't see a downside there. So by doing an LLC, we're able to create a new LLC agreement with you, all right, for the business. So we become your partner. But instead of becoming uh, an equity partner like we would if it was a corporation where we would own uh, a percentage of the shares, you remain the equity partner. 
You own 100% of the company. We become the profit share partner. All right. Again, this is very unique. Never been done before. Uh, as a profit share partner, all we are entitled to is a percentage of profits based upon our percentage of capital, just as we've been talking about during this, this uh, webinar. Uh, that's it. That's what we're entitled to. Uh, so we're not entitled to ownership of the company. And that way, if you want to build your business, let's say you're going to go out and sell the business right now, but you can't get the multiple that you need. Right. And there, let me just tell you, there's a lot of that going on right now. You're, you know, you're doing OK, but you might have, you know, grown too fast or you might have, you know, some people call it getting out over your skis a bit. OK, well, now you could sell your company and get, let's just say, a two times multiple or you could have an influx of money from us grow the business, get the business growing again, get it growing over the next year, two years, and then turn around and sell your business for four or five or six multiple. We get nothing out of that. All we get is a return of our capital that we invested plus whatever our accrued profits are. That's it. So I'm going to give you one more question that if it hasn't come up in people's minds, you know, do we ever get paid? Yeah, we can get paid when you sell. That's, that's an easy one. But typically, I'm just going to tell you what typically happens. You know, during the Q3 and Q4, people need money. They're not paying us. They're putting the money back in. They're taking our percentage of the profits. They're taking their percentage of the profits. And they're buying more inventory, as they should. That's where they're going to make their money. And we're going to do well as a result. We want them to do that. You know, we're, we're climbing on their back, if you will. You know, we're tagging along with what they're doing. Well, what happens at the end of Q1? Let's say from experience a little bit now, February, March, April, May, many, many sellers are flush with cash. They just came through Q4. They've sold out you know, all this inventory. They don't need to rebuy everything day one. So they, they have cash in the bank. Why leave cash in the bank? Pay us. And that's what they've been doing. So they pay, end up paying us and paying us and paying us for a few months. And then all of a sudden, we don't get paid anymore. They need more money and they're building their business again. And that's the beauty, the beauty of it. Some are growing throughout the spring without question, which is great too. Uh, we have no problem with that. So awesome. that's what we do. And uh, we have, I know we have one more question. Or one more question came in again. Thanks again, Dwayne, for uh, interacting with us. This is awesome. Uh, is the arrangement created that you guys as a company through operational agreement, or is it a basic loan contract? Maybe walk, maybe John, yeah, maybe John, walk through what both means. If for sure. those of you do, uh, for those out sure. there who don't understand the both. Well, first off, Dwayne, we don't do loans. We're not a lender. Uh, we're we're literally investing, so it would be a, an operation agreement with you know a business operation agreement, LLC operation operation agreement. Uh, on a loan contract, the the big difference there is a loan contract would have an interest rate. We wouldn't have that. It would have payments. We wouldn't have that. It would have an APR. We wouldn't have any of that. It would also carry a personal guarantee. And people have to understand that if you take out a loan you're signing a personal guarantee. Even if it's a credit card, you're signing a personal guarantee, which means you owe that money personally. End of story. Something goes wrong with your business, all bets are off. That bank wants their money and they're going to come and get it. 
if you own a house, they're going to want to put a mortgage on your house, a lien on your house. If you're making money, they're going to want to garnish your wages. They're going to get their money one way or another, even if it takes 10 years, they got to get their money. With, with us, we have an operational agreement. So we're investing in your company and the operate, operating agreement is what governs an LLC. And uh, it just really basically point, you know, details that you're the equity partner and we're the profit share partner. And, you know, gets into the arrangement, you know, further than, than all of that, and, you know, in detail, but it's clear as could be, as clear as could be. And when you want out, all you want to do is give us our money back, plus whatever our accrued profits are, and that's it. Let's, you know, you walk away. You don't have to give us 30 days notice or 60 days notice or any of that kind of garbage. We don't do any of that. If you want out tomorrow and you gave us our money today, you're out today. End of story. So we're not putting lean, a lien on your on your uh, on your uh, uh, inventory or anything like that. You know, no personal guarantee, no credit report. We don't report to the credit agencies. So it's it's a completely different way of thinking. You're welcome, Johanna. <laughs> I was gonna say I saw this earlier, but I know like there's been so much information that's been shared today. I mean, which is fantastic. Again, well, I mean, and that's what we're here for. Again, maybe maybe we have to invite down back and talk a little bit more about if you have specific questions, everyone, if we haven't individually answered those, or if you, something pops up down the road, obviously reach out to Don, or you can follow us and like us here, um, on our, you know, on our show, uh, we're more than happy to kind of bring people on like Don to help, um, answer questions they might have about the industry. Cause it's constantly changing. I know, uh, for example, just in e-commerce world yesterday, uh, the marketplace in Sweden opened up. Lots of people yep. are asking questions about how do I get into Sweden? How do I start selling in Sweden? Um, how do I start in using my investments or shipping logistics or even VAT requirements? All these things, both uh, either Don uh, as a service provider and his team are ready to help answer or here at Ping Pong, obviously you guys have found us one way or another. That's why I ask everyone to like, share, follow all in everything, both Me and Ping Pong on their social media platforms for content that you can consume um, and educate you further. And our teams are here to obviously answer further questions about how to make you grow in your business. Um, maybe some fun questions I, I have, uh, Don, I know Halloween's coming up. I was thinking about this too. What was your favorite Halloween costume as either an adult or a child? Oh boy. All right. <laughs> I told you I would have a fun question for you. Wow. I, I wish you gave me this one before. I'm going to give you one. That I, at one uh, Halloween party, we had at my house, my wife and I, before we had kids, it was one of those parties that, you know, 35 years later, everybody still talks about because nobody left until about 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, just to put it in perspective, it was a pretty fun time. But one of the things, what, what I did, and my nieces all saw me at the time, is I had a dog face and, you know, whatever I did to, as, as a but I was a dog. I was a rabid dog is what I was. So instead of my nieces calling me Uncle Don, to this day, they call me Uncle Dog, which I love. <laughs> Uncle Dog. I mean, you got to be careful dog. what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a, well, that's it. not that's not the worst thing in the world. They, they could iterate from that a little bit or... <laughs> that's funny (laughs) i my when i was when i was talking to my wife about this and i don't know if she's listening she might be she's she works from home too or she's probably hearing me through 
my office, but uh, she's like, well, what if he asked you that question? And I was like, I wanted to say. Exactly. Uh, For all those who are are just dying to know, um, I was like, man, that is a hard question. And I was thinking about it. Um, Again, for fun, everyone, uh, if you want to share your favorite Halloween costume, let us know. This is an interactive show for for all the fun interaction. But uh, I was talking to her and I said, you know what? I've probably, if I had to go back in our photo albums, I was probably a Power Ranger more often than not. And it iterated from the Red Ranger, like for those who don't know, it's a 90s TV show that uh, I grew up as a kid in the 90s. Uh, but I was I was probably that more often. And even in college, I think I joined up with a group of friends that I was still that. And I, I, I looked at myself and I was like, my gosh, like I, something stuck with me. And that that's probably my number one that sticks out in my mind. But I did the whole paint, you know, paint your face and go around with the, the pillowcase and uh, go door to door and know which house was the king size candy houses and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I know, I know that's, that's different this year, obviously with everything going on. Um, maybe what, what's kind of your, your plan. This is, and for those of you who don't know, maybe we didn't touch on this. This is post-retirement for you. This is your, your re- post-retirement job, quote unquote, right? Well, I've actually retired three times. I never called Jeez. it retirement. You shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't yeah. do that anymore. You need to reuse the banner of like happy retirement, Don, and they'll have a number in front of it. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my wife called it retirement. My kids called it retirement. I always called it taking a break. And, you know, I'd take a break for a year or so, and then I'd start something else. And then I would take another break for a year or so and start something else. This last time was five years and I was done. And when my partner, Eric, and I started talking, we hadn't talked in 20 years, not, you know, just because we just haven't talked, you know, busy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we knew each other from the mortgage industry and we got together for lunch and we just hit it off again. And we started talking about different ideas. And I kept saying, no, my life is too good. I don't want to get back in. Anyway, Amazon, something completely unique in finance, uh, something that really helps sellers. Okay. I'm getting back in. And, uh, and I'm loving it. And I think we're really helping people grow their business and we're teaching them what to do. And that's exciting. It's exciting. And if anybody wants to reach out, my LinkedIn, uh, I, I like to kid around that, you know, it's not my name, Don Hennig. It's my mother, the way my mother would call me, Donald. So it's Donald Hennig, in case you're looking for me on LinkedIn. Feel free to, to connect. All my contact information is there. So, you know, it's, I don't hide behind anything. Uh, my email is don at accrueme.com. Very simple. So feel free to reach out. But I suggest people go to the website and uh, check out the calculator. That's really the key. The calculator is what's going to tell you pretty much everything. And then we can go from there. Very good, Ryan. Wow. Look at me. I'm producing. I'm hosting. I've got this down, man. You didn't capitalize my, my first name. I mean, what kind of garbage is that, man? I know. Well, you know, not, not everyone does it, but in, in, in the time that we have, I want to make sure I get it, get it Good in man. there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, my team's not awake yet. They're still on the West Coast. So if you're on the West Coast and you're just waking up from ping pong payments, shame on you. You guys just missed out on an hour long, awesome yeah. conversation with me and Don. But anyways, I know, uh, I know we're kind of running up on the hour, Don. Uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time. It looks like one more comment. Let me make sure it's sure. not one more question. Oh, look at that. We got thumbs up. I think this content. Ah. Great. From everyone is, is thumbs up. And I, I would agree with them. I think this this is super enlightening for me as an individual to kind of talk on more as an educator, uh, more as an expert in my field. Obviously, uh, ping pong payments has a very specific 
um, you know, very specific, uh, helps people in different ways. Like we like to save people money. Don's on the other way. He likes to give money away. So <laughs> uh, in a very simplistic way, <laughs> but, uh, love ping pong, by the way, we love how simple it is to use ping pong. So, you know, we're big fans. We are actually are opening our own account with ping pong because we love it. It's brilliant. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad I appreciate you, you know, joining in and everyone for obviously tuning into, uh, this is crossover commerce by, uh, ping pong payments. Uh, we are, uh, and for those of you who want to reach out to Don, again, that's his email address. We're here to just bring people on the industry. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're a competitor of people we've had in the past or if they just want to talk uh, e-commerce and give a different perspective. This is what that platform is. Uh, obviously, uh, if you have questions for Don, that's his email address uh, below, don at accrueme.com. I am Ryan Kramer. I'm the affiliate uh, marketing manager for Ping Pong Payments. If you have a question or if you'd like to see a specific topic, obviously uh, touched on here um, on our show. We go live every week, or I've been going live every week. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're on all the channels. Um, we also uh, are, we have a weekly webinar series, which I know, Don, I believe you're lined up to chat more of a presentation style uh, about you know what you do as a business. Uh, yep. Check this out. That's every Thursday. That's actually coming up here a little bit later today. For those of you who are interested, we have some great topics there. Follow us on social media, subscribe to our newsletters, reach out to Don and his team. Uh, investments is a tricky thing, right, guys? Uh, so we're here to educate you further to hopefully give you that perspective. Um, super exciting and fun conversation. Uh, as always, Don, you and I, I you know, uh, go back and forth. I love our late night emails back and forth about topics of like, what are we going to talk about? I, I'm going to start writing some things down and I'll, I'll be in touch, obviously, uh, with you further. Everyone, I hope this was uh, super uh, helpful for you. Again, follow us on for future episodes. If you liked what you heard from Don, if you want to have him back for a specific topic, we can touch on even more presentation style. Let us know. We'll be more than happy to kind of get that uh, to you. Or if it's more of an individual uh, setting, we can, I can help facilitate that with people. But this is Crossover Commerce. I'm Ryan Kramer. Thank you, Don, for joining me today. And Thank it was you, a Ryan. talking with you. Really awesome. great. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll be live tomorrow, so tune in.